Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Rachel, how are you? Hello. And it is a special podcast today because it is somebody's Almost birthday. my birthday. or well, depending on when we release it. Or it was my birthday or before, or, or it's today, yeah. or it's... All it's, of those things. My birthday is is uh, sort of ever present. Yeah. In so, the lives of all of us. Yeah. How is your birthday going? It's going really well. Yeah. Yeah. You had some cupcakes. I had some cupcakes. They were GFDF. GFDF. That's yeah. That's the way you want it to be. That's exactly right. Yep. And the cupcakes were brought by our other co-host, Matt Woodland. How are you? Hello! Matt Woodland here. Happy birthday! Thank you. To both the Lynches. <laughs> our, our birthdays are eventually. And to me as well. Yeah. We'll all have a it's birthday. All, it's a birthday for everybody. Yeah. Ultimately. But it's the most birthday for our special guest, <laughs> Zena Dreyfus. Yes. Zena, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Last year on Rachel's birthday, the day before, I adopted a little tiny dog and I couldn't even make it to Rachel's birthday party. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Yeah. So what did I even do for my birthday last year? You went to Luthier's. Oh, oh yeah. That's, oh, that was the first yeah. time I went to Luthier's, and it was comedy night. Oh, oh that's right. You went stag, I believe. <laughs> like, I mean, no, alone. You, I mean, you had a, a bunch of I hot had... dates. Is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance that night about your birthday, thanks to the boy. Matt Woodland. <laughs> I kept bothering you with reminding yeah. you it was your birthday, I believe. And then um, Paul Kilmer. Oh, yeah, he was, that's right. He was really oh. into my birthday, too. Yes, he, he was. He was giving me a lot of presents, like a coin in my hand. Ooh. <laughs> and then he took it back. Oh, uh, yeah. I gave you eight cupcakes, so. <laughs> that's small potatoes where we come from. Yeah, so Zena, we've talked about... I know a lot about your childhood media watching, but I, I guess I we've never talked about it directly. We hear about it in bits and pieces. So mm. in general, you didn't see a lot of movies and TV growing up. I don't remember seeing a lot of movies, but I know I yeah. watched them. Yeah. I watched TV. I really yeah. did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I watched like a lot of cartoons as a kid. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't like me seeing sexy or violent shows. So oh. that pretty much limited it a lot. Do you have <laughs> a, a memory of any show you weren't allowed to watch? Like The Simpsons. She didn't want me oh. to watch The Simpsons. Like all the regular shows all my friends were watching. I yeah. had to like, you know, secretly watch all the Austin Power movies. Oh. And What was the objection for The Simpsons? I don't know. I guess it was too sexy. Did she have a problem with cursing? That was less of an issue than sex uh. and violence huh. or like any mention that sex exists in the world. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Even if it's not so explicit in the yeah. shows or movies. Yeah. But she had no problem showing me The Shining. What? That was like oh, a God. family movie growing up. <laughs> and that's one of the sexier of all movies, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that has, that has Twins. All yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Womanizer. Yeah. Do you remember your reaction to The Shining? Like or how old you were when you first saw it? Probably about six or seven. Um, <laughs> it was one of my mom's favorites. Yeah. Um, and like, it was just, 
We watched it during the daytime and it was kind of like casual viewing. So I think I was like playing with Legos or something while watching it. Um, (laughs) um, Did it scare you or were you just like, okay, nobody else is treating it as scary. So I guess this is fine. No, it was definitely scary. Yeah. 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 But were there other movies that your mom made exceptions for or was it just The Shining? I think it was just The Shining. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a thing you would watch a lot. As I've a family. S- that's like one of the movies I've seen most in my life, probably. Oh. Uh, the Shining and what's that one called with um, Steve Martin? Planes, Trains, oh. and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That's why I hate Steve Martin. Yeah. Because my mom loves him. <laughs> yeah. And particularly oh, yeah. that movie. But you said you would have to sneak away to watch movies like Austin Powers. Were you in general kind of rebellious and would do things without your parents knowing? Or did it start with movies? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I would watch those movies at my friend's house, like, without a paddle. Um, oh. I saw that in theaters, and I, like, had to lie and say that I was seeing something else. Oh, oh my God. Movies, that was your your gateway. That to, was my gateway drug, yeah. To your bad boy life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, like, a, you know, moderately rebellious. Like, mm. I loved, you know, sneaking out of the house at night oh. and doing the moderately rebellious stuff, you know. Yeah. What were the other moderately rebellious things? Taking my parents' car out at night. (laughs) That's grand larceny, I reckon. (laughs) Where would you go with the car? Just like out with friends. Oh, yeah. Um, That's extreme rebellion. How old? Oh, my God. Probably like when I had my learner's permit, but not yet my license, you know? Oh, my God. No permission or nothing? Did they no notice or did you get away with it? There was sometimes I got caught. <gasps> like once, this was probably a little younger, like ninth grade. I was like sneaking out to, or I wasn't sneaking out. I was going out to my sleepover my friend's house, but I was really like sneaking out with my boyfriend <gasps> to go to like the haunted abandoned buildings. Oh, um, oh my god! <laughs> and I remember getting caught in that lie. And, oh. um, yeah. How'd they catch you? Maybe my mom had some feeling, a mom feeling. So she called my friend Katie's parent, her house to say like, hey, can I talk to Zena? And then everyone, you know, they were like, Zena's not here. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me one time I had an experience like that go really badly where there was a guy in my grade and everybody insisted that we looked and talked exactly alike. And I think my friend Jeet and I thought it'd be really funny if we did a three-way call to one of his friends and like tried to see if he could tell the difference. I could have a conversation with him, with him thinking Mm -hmm. it's his friend. And so we called up his house and uh, his mom answered and she's like, "Uh, who is it? And I was like, hi, it's Alex. And she's like, he said he was at your house. And I was like, uh, yeah, he is. I forgot. (laughs) 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 We were like, oh man, what do we do? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) It's just like, Oh, sorry. It was somebody impersonating Alex for no reason. <laughs> and then the next oh, day Lord. at school, I told him and he was like, oh, yeah, his mom was really mad. And we were so confused because he was at my house. <laughs> oh, bother. And yeah. this was all because you you said you looked like him? People thought we looked and sounded and like sounded. him. And sounded. Okay. Okay. Test whether, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was wondering, too, because that's. That's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> we look so much alike. I better to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Was dating like kind of a no-no for you? According to your parents, I mean. No, 
like I had my like a boyfriend in ninth grade that I dated for quite a while and I wasn't allowed to sleep over his house. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we didn't have to keep him a secret or anything mm-hmm. like uh-huh. that. Yeah. You were allowed to have sex on the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just in daylight, like to the shining rules. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything's fine. In the light of sun. Were your parents in general pretty strict? No, no. The the media thing was the thing they were oh, most strict about. And weird. it wasn't even both my parents. It was my mom, huh. you know. But in terms of like hanging out with friends and other things, like they were yeah. moderately yeah. reasonable. Huh. Yeah. But Matt, you said your parents were pretty lax. I, um, I actually have very similar uh, to Xena, the media. It was oh. we we're only allowed. Well, let's put it this way. During the unhappy marriage we weren't allowed to watch nothing except McNeil Lair. And then, of course, once a week, Washington Week in Review. But it was all PBS. It was none, oh. no sexy Simpsons, nothing like that. But, yeah, there was never any rules for There's no curfew. I could be out. Nobody. Mm. I don't remember anything about sleepovers. Yeah. But I think, like, myself, I was a very timid boy. So there was, like, uh. I, it wasn't until late teens and I discovered illicit drugs and like you know (laughs) cool stuff like that then I started to go a little wild but they had no leash on me at that point yeah post-divorce then TV was buck wild because it was always (laughs) I was always my friends Joey Stylos and Lionel Welsh that weren't allowed to do things I was I think just by contrast like there was way more uptight parents around us so we had Uh, pretty lax parents yeah ultimately Mm -hmm. Mm. Zena were your parents strict about like were you allowed to use drugs Ooh. No, I wasn't allowed to use drugs. Uh, like my parents would catch me smoking weed and stuff. They didn't like that. Yeah. Once I was smoking in my backyard with my friends at night. And you uh, know when you're outside at night and the lights are on in the house and you uh, can see into the house. So we were all outside smoking and I could see my parents go into my room and find all the all the weed and like the blunt guts and stuff in my bedroom. And I was like panicking i think i like was so panicked and high i like passed out in my backyard oh my god yeah i used to um back in the early days when i had uh the original my original girlfriend the classic yes that's the one but like i shared i'm still sort of living at home but we i shared a room with my brother and there's really no in the house but for whatever reason we would drive all the way to my house in the parking lot which Uh is in clear sight of the house (laughs) and we would i would just take like newspapers and like pillows and blankets and prop it against the uh the windows So we could basically just kiss. <laughs> but I would imagine that they would assume much more uh, debaucherous stuff Wait, if I'm going. <laughs> why did you stay so close? <laughs> Listen, hindsight, my friend. But, uh, yeah, because you could just park anywhere. But I figured like, yeah. all right, well, I think I was figuring it's illegal if I'm not on the property of my house. Like I had some little bit of nervousness. Yeah. But it was so conspicuous with all the... Just, yeah, the way that I would do it, like a, a real um, uh, recluse. Yeah. But in my car. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole, yeah, it was a whole ritual. Yeah. Wow. Romantic. Yeah. Zena, did you have a favorite movie growing up? Ooh. I really liked scary movies mm. from a young age. <laughs> the Shining thing worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I remember maybe at, like, my sixth grade birthday party, we watched Blair Witch. Whoa. Um, what? Wow. Other parents were okay with that? Jeez. I don't That's know. So <laughs> was it, like, a sleepover? Or it was a sleepover daytime? party. Yeah, it was a Whoa. sleepover party. Oh, intense. 
Um, Did other kids get scared? Yeah, like I found out many years later, just a few years ago, that Laura, one of my childhood best friends, she was terrified and she was just hiding in my bedroom oh. the whole time. And I had no oh, idea. Oh, no. Yeah. Hiding from the movie? Hiding from the movie, yeah. <laughs> oh, so she didn't even watch it. She didn't even watch oh. it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Poor Laura. Did you ever see The Shining? Or not The Shining, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poltergeist. <laughs> um, yes, I've seen The Poltergeist. Did you see that as a kid? When did I see that? Maybe in, in high school. Oh, okay. I think I remember watching that with Katie, yeah. Did you get scared of scary movies or did you mm. just find them fun? I got a little scared in like yeah. an exciting, thrilling way. I get yeah. more scared now than I oh. used to, I think. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you think it gets scarier now? One reason is I live alone oh, yeah. in a haunted house. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> I didn't watch The Sixth Sense, which is like such a classic, until yeah. about five or six years ago with Rachel. Right. I saw it for the first time with her and I did not know the twist. Yeah. <laughs> I lived my whole life without right. the twist. Which being... is so impressive. I know. It's yeah. Good, See, yeah. I was really a sheltered child. Yeah. <laughs> sheltered adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was such a good experience. Yeah. I just loved watching you figure it out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, should we get into it? Yes. Let's. All right, today we're discussing the 2007 movie Lars and the Real Girl starring Ooh. Ryan Gosling and Emily Mortimer. So this is... Mortimer? A... Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer. Mortimer. This is a departure from our usually saw. We usually let the guest pick a movie and we usually pick a movie from our childhood but this is this is an exception for rachel's birthday this is one of rachel's favorite movies so this rachel, is my favorite movie one, one of your favorite is <laughs> one of your favorite includes your favorite so i was right yeah that's true yeah you're right so i'm so sorry <laughs> don't, don't try to prove me wrong okay so what what made you choose this movie and or I guess, what, why why did you want to discuss it? Well, I would say it's like my biggest comfort movie. Mm. It's definitely just like every time I watch this movie, I just feel so happy. Yeah. And just like so happy to be a human being in the world. Yeah. Given how much you love Ryan Gosling, I bet you'd love to be his real girl. that's a strange thing for a brother to say to a sister i reckon you show up in a box at his house (laughs) oh my god oh my god how much would you pay for if like rachel as is as a real girl (laughs) as is brothers don't answer that question (laughs) that's not for the brother that's not for any brothers here (laughs) brothers sit down that's for the friends um uh, yeah usually it's a childhood movie i was kind of still a child at this time because i was like 17 16 or 17 yeah when this came out and i think i saw it pretty soon after it came out yeah not in theaters though yeah did i see it for the first time with you or did you just like it so much that you wanted me to see it because i think i saw this with you you saw it for your first time with me, but I yeah. saw it for the first time with my high school best friend, Katie Lyman. Ah, uh, okay. And I think she had seen it before. Oh, and so the chain continues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was just so, I was so struck by this movie as a teen and I showed it to you and I showed it to our parents and I showed it to everyone in the world. Yeah. 
And it's the movie that made me fall in love with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That's when... Your well-documented crush on Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That's when it all began. Yeah. Um, Xena hadn't seen it since high school. And and I think had only seen it with some friends bebopping around... playing legos or something is that what you said i think i saw it with family i think we rented it but i didn't remember barely any of it yeah okay i had a small memory of the dining room scene when he introduces uh uh, bianca to his family and in my memory she's a blow-up doll like she's uh uh, yeah yeah Uh and matt had you seen this before I had. I um didn't see it around the time when it came out, though. I think mm-hmm. I've seen it maybe like six years ago for the first time. Oh, okay. So I'd only seen it one other time. Yeah. I think I seen it with... Somebody put me up. I think it was their favorite movie, too. And they're uh, a Ryan Gosling freak. Yeah. As you either are or you aren't. Yeah. As we know. Yeah. But I remember it was very introduced. So it was slightly eerie to hear Rachel talking about it. Because then I'm like, wait a minute. Was that you that forced me to watch it back in the day? <laughs> but like, no. But it was... um. So I had seen it then. I, the main thing I remembered about it is that I definitely very much loved it. And I remember that it was one of my favorite Ryan Gosling performances, for sure. Yeah. But I also had the memory of the real girl just being like just some blow up doll just like some interesting, <laughs> interesting yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit of that uh mandela effect right uh-huh. yeah Zena, so you said you didn't remember much about the first time you watched it is there anything else you thought going into it no i figured i was gonna love it because rachel loves it so much yeah and i could imagine it being a really endearing movie yeah yeah i remember it a lot because i've seen this a lot i probably watch it every year or two and mm. This is one of the rare movies Allegra wouldn't watch with me because we just watched it six months ago. <gasps> what? <laughs> just like, I'm not watching that again. I like that movie, but wow. not right now. Oh my God. And yeah, I remember watching it for the first time very early in my adulthood. I had moved into a new apartment in Seattle and I think you and dad had visited me and you were like, oh, let's watch Lars and the Real Girl. Mm. So I had very clear memories of it, but I was excited to watch it again. So do we feel like it held up? Rachel? yes um, <laughs> yeah Zena. oh my god yes yeah so i feel like that's that's <laughs> an wow. easy answer <laughs> like we'd be in trouble yeah somebody said no yeah so it starts out we we see karen who's emily mortimer is inviting lars to breakfast and and she really wants him to come immediately i was so struck by the range of Ryan Gosling because I'm like Mm -hmm. you think about him in this and he's so timid and with that like blinking thing and like the nervous energy all the time like I just watch clips of Drive where he's like killing people and Mm -hmm. like don't talk to me don't look at me I'm like whoa how is that the same guy yeah so yeah right off the bat I was very impressed with Emily Mortimer or Ryan Gosling (laughs) and Emily Mortimer because I really like Emily Mortimer in this and so he's it's established very quickly he's like a loner and he's anxious around other people and then we see his coworker is, I guess his coworker just watches porn at work sometimes because he's like, I'm not in the mood for porn today. Mm. Yeah, his coworker, I think, is the worst character <laughs> because he yeah. just doesn't seem that realistic as a person. Yeah. The thing I was finding really weird is Margot just started working there. Yeah. And he's so mean to her. Right. <laughs> like, who would do that? That relationship was really strange to me. Yeah. Because it seemed like she'd been working there. Everybody says she just started. They're like talking right. about her as mm-hmm. the new girl. But then 
the coworker and her have this dynamic like they've been fighting for years. They're yeah, like, totally. You know, like a they bratty like brother a, and sister. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a yeah. sibling kind of rivalry. Right. And then she's kind of flirty with Lars and he's like, Margo, you know what your problem is? You're too aggressive. I was like, didn't she just start like yeah, a week like, ago? What do you chill. know? <laughs> <laughs> Creepy guy. He's watching this real doll website where they sell silicone women and Lars seems to not care. But then... He orders one. That's finally what gets him to accept the meal invitation from Emily Mortimer. And yeah, I love that scene. Just the look on both of their faces when he's sitting there with the real doll. I love when he goes to the door to begin with to just tell them that he has a visitor. Yeah, And he's like, he's got his arm up on the door. He's like looking so confident. Yeah, And I love when he just, he just waits and he goes, um, is... Is Karen, is Karen going to come to the door? (laughs) Yeah, I love their reaction. And then they get the idea to go to, very fortunate in their small town, their family physician is also a therapist. Mm -hmm. And they get the idea Mm -hmm. to go to her, to Dagmar. And I love it when they're driving Lars to the physician. And it starts with Emily Mortimer starting to address Bianca. Lars is explaining stuff to Bianca and then like asking about what their father did. And then Emily Mortimer turns around and is like, and I worked for the school district and like starts kind of addressing Bianca as a real person and like kind of forgets that she's a doll. And then you see the husband kind of like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. There's something about, because I, I would think with the fact that Ryan Gosling is like the character that he is and he just wants to be left alone and like yeah. very, and then like also just to mention the, the scene at the church when uh, his coworker talk to him <laughs> just for, oh yeah he just tosses that one flower <laughs> that might be the i don't think i can think of a funnier scene i've ever <laughs> seen in a movie that is so perfectly done <laughs> i just love it but it's just something because i think i would be so annoyed the real me would be so irritated if somebody was trying to pretend that a blow-up doll or a really fancy real doll, as we say, is like a thing. But something about the fact that Ryan Gosling's character seems so much healthier and seems so like he is basically Mr. Drive. So it's like you're gunning, you're like, this is kind of annoying. And like, I don't want to like, you know, play into this. But it's clearly Ryan is like, you know, he's so endearing. And so like, he is so lovely as this character right in believing with this real doll it's, a, yeah. it's like i just noticed myself like going like being torn with like oh, i'm right. irritated but ooh, i really want to go i want yeah. him i just want this to be real right you just want it to work between them. i want i just yeah it's really i find yeah it's intensely heartbreaking this yeah. whole movie for me yeah <laughs> um yeah, then we get to Dagmar, the therapist, who mm-hmm. Patricia Clarkson, I love her so She's so great in everything, but I think this is my favorite thing she's ever done. Mm-hmm. She's so fun as the therapist. And she has this attitude of like kind of being disinterested, but also very perceptive and very everything she's doing is intentional. Like it never feels like she's tricking Lars. Like she tells him that he needs to bring her in every week for special treatment. And then like she subtly like gets Lars to sit and wait with her. And then, like, they kind of talk as then that's yeah. not to spoil anything, but that was the real that was the real treatment. I will say I think it might not follow the code of ethics what she's doing, <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't care. Yeah. The thing I think is kind of funny about how worried they are that people are going to laugh. It's like 
everybody in town is incredibly accepting and have they just not noticed that they live in the most accepting town possible well but they're not at first yeah but very quickly everybody's on board <laughs> i yeah i found definitely like a utopia vibes like this yeah. like almost like all right imagine if people were this accepting right, um, right. but the, the fear that everyone's gonna laugh is like yeah super that's true rational yeah. yeah and then i like they have that church council meeting and that if you think about it that meeting doesn't really make any sense because like where they like hey we want to meet with the preacher and then five random people who don't think this is a good idea to talk about this well we're jews so we don't know how that works <laughs> no we we used to go to those yeah go to the, the small council small of the council church. meetings yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and say what's acceptable or not yeah i lost my membership <laughs> i feel like you're laughing like it's not true but isn't that a wait thing? is that a is... true are you serious that didn't seem that out of place no. to me yeah wait what is what is that then how do they decide who gets to go to that meeting? Who would be the council? I have. They probably elect them. It didn't seem like those were people that had positions at the church. I thought it was just like we grabbed a bunch of random people. No, I think that they're like a council. They're oh. like a. They've been elected. Oh, so that's a real thing. I think yeah. who, whoever is most opinionated <laughs> in a church gets to be on the council. Yeah, and then when the, in the therapy that we find out that Lars doesn't like to be touched. And so that's something they have to work on with Lars. Was that part something that's against the code of ethics? Well, can you touch a client? If, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Really? You, you can if it seems clinically appropriate. Yeah. If they're but really hot. If it's Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it's Ryan Gosling <laughs> and their yeah. dick is out. <laughs> oh my God, really? It is? I mean, that's the code. So, <laughs> I mean, basically she's doing exposure therapy with him. Hmm. But it wasn't very good exposure therapy because mm. obviously, first of all, I don't know why she went first to the bare arm when he yeah. says he wears layers, mm. well, lots of several, several layers yeah. to avoid being touched. Yeah. And he doesn't even like being touched when he has all the layers on. Yeah. So she touches the bare arm. Yeah. And he's already saying like, that's kind of a lot, but I'm okay. Yeah. And she mm -hmm. just without even asks, asking him, she just touches his neck Dude. which is so sensitive yeah. that's yeah, so that's sensitive the, and scary and you only touch a neck if you know what comes next mm. kiss, 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 tongue all around and kiss, i think kiss, that's kiss, what she was trying for <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i just think it was too fast yeah yeah too fast yeah too I have a question, though. when do you guys think this Seven. movie takes place no do you oh, think it takes place it I came out in 2007 do you think it took place in around 2006 well, yes. here's what I got confused about because I was looking at the computers, and for me that looks like late '90s, really early 2000s. Yeah. Oh. Like they are the big, the big old boys. Yeah, they have all the CRT monitors, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I definitely didn't have. Like I remember being in college in the early 2000s, and even then, like nobody had CRTs anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And when they're on the internet, it looks very '90s. But mm -hmm. then I actually checked what the Real Doll website looked like in mm -hmm. 2007, and it looked like that's and what it, just it looked, looked like. like that, yeah. But everybody has 90s cars. He's using Ask yeah. Jeeves instead of Google for some reason. That must have been some kind of deal with Wait, Ask you Jeeves. went on the website? Yeah. Wow. Ordered. <laughs> Just for research, I ordered I went on the website, too. Why Wait isn't Bianca here with us? I don't know. Do you think They were like $7,000. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And you can get real, wow. real cocks, too. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> you tell me you can get boy dolls. Well, you can get boy dolls, but you can get just their cocks 
alone. Oh, wait, <laughs> can I tell you? Oh god, this is embarrassing. But I actually one time I did order part of a real doll. Oh yeah, but only <laughs> the naughty part. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the arm. No, it, but <laughs> they have a whole backstory well, for it. The thing is, it was it was too much. Like it was too much of it. It was like if I got if it was less of the doll. Yeah. Then it would have been no problem. This is totally legit. But yeah. it was just a little too much that it was incredibly <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I still did you introduce it? Was it, it to like family? a whole uh, a whole button everything? Yeah. Wait, did you see um button uh, Dave part of Dave. the back? Yeah. Did you see Dave? I have. Is it like that? No, not really. Less or more? I think a little less. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a lot. Because it was, but it's definitely like okay. This I can see how this is a part of a human, uh-huh. and they really went and like there's weird details that is really just makes it more just decrepit. But what do you do with it now? It's well, right now it's in a plastic bag with two other plastic bags around it and a double knot. <laughs> But well, here's the kicker. I've moved twice, and that sucker's come with me both times. <laughs> and and Valley, former guest, and yeah. your part is what? What are her feelings around? I don't think she knows what's in that bag. Oh, wow. <laughs> this might be a little. Yeah. I feel My like she wouldn't be nervous. that upset about it, though. No, I don't think so. Or She's gonna be listening all. to this at your house, and then just be like, "What?" She might be upset. Tell when her she where realized... to go find it. <laughs> Walk yeah. her through it right now. <laughs> yeah, when I, I've been downplaying this little this thing. Yeah, that, that would be the thing because I think what I remember it is it's actually in my I have been keeping it in my luggage bag. Oh. But then if I actually do travel somewhere, I take it out of my <laughs> luggage bag. Smart, smart. But one of these days it might go through. But yeah, yeah, I, I used it a few times. Sorry about that. So 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 so, so sorry about that. Who are you apologizing to? To God. <laughs> Lars. <laughs> oh boy. So then we get to the receptionist has a party and everybody from the office is there. Mm. So Lars actually says something, and I read this was improvised when he's wheeling Bianca to the party. He's like, it's scientifically proven that everybody's favorite word is their own name. Mm. And I think that's probably true. And it's something I try to do and never can do. Because I'm always like, not entirely sure that I got their name right when I meet somebody for the first time. And I'm always, I'm like, they'll probably like it if I use their name a lot, but I'm going to be too embarrassed if I get it wrong. And it just happened. We had dinner last week with Zena's dear sweet mother. (laughs) And I was pretty sure her name was Lana. Oh no. But the entire time I was like, I think it's Lana, but the way she said it sounded different than that. Am I saying it right? So she doesn't, she grew up in Ohio and they said Atlanta, oh. but everybody else in the world says Atlanta oh. and she doesn't care how you say oh, it. Oh, okay. I yeah. could have, but that was, that was like a perfect example mm. of when I'm like, I think it's Lana, but then she, it like threw me off when she said something else. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if I misheard and I'm just going to avoid ever mm-hmm. saying, or like wait for somebody else to say it, but then nobody ever did. Does that happen to anybody else, or is this a me thing? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah I do pre- that. Yeah. Well, because I read, yeah, because I read um, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, oh, yeah. a whole bunch of times, and yeah. I always, it, so it's always in my head about yeah. like meeting people and like the five, yeah. the five. But I can't. Same reason. I'm sure I have their name wrong. Yeah. What else are you supposed to do when you meet people? Say their name. 
touch their neck. You gotta say their name. You gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them about your real girl part. <laughs> Introduce them to your legs. <laughs> yeah. The problem about me is um I despise meeting new people. Oh, so it's yeah. always I'm just I'm always looking for like how do I get out of here so yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not really into that, but yeah. So yeah, it, it really goes against I recognize I should use their name, but yeah. I usually I'm way too quick with a nickname. Yeah. And I'm a little bit I, I, I'm reckless with my nicknames too. Yeah. They can they've been insulting. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh my one time it just came out and I called my coworker Muffin Tops once. Oh my god. <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. I didn't well, even think I was I was trying to be cute, right? What was their reaction? They were so annoyed oh yeah i was i was mortified so yeah basically a woman yeah oh boy with (laughs) (laughs) that was my computer being embarrassed (laughs) what what was your reaction like did you try to backpedal i um I don't know. I, I, I remember, like, I realized, like, right as I did, well, because I saw, I think I recognized with everybody else's reaction. Like, I don't yeah. think I was aware of what I did right away. Yeah. And everybody was, it was the old record scratch, and they looked, I knew I did something to it. Even just saying, yeah. retelling this story, I'm yeah. like, it's mortifying. Were they on the heavier side? Not really, but oh. that being said, the nickname could be accurate oh, to the body. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What was your relationship with that person like after that? I think we cleared it up, but yeah. I don't know. To this day, I don't know if you can come back from that. Yeah. That is too <laughs> pretty rough. That is too deep. <laughs> yeah. That is too deep. See, that this is what's keeping me from saying people's names. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> I wish I could just retain all friendships that I yeah. have. I don't need new. Yeah. Yeah. Do just you, maintain. How do you feel when you meet somebody who uses your name a lot? I think it's strange if it's conspicuous, mm-hmm. but I like it if. They're like, oh, hey, Mike, like, what do you think about this? But if they're like, oh, Mike, that's so interesting. So, Mike, tell me, like, that's weird to me. Uh huh. But if it feels organic, then I appreciate it. How do you feel? I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what about you? I like when people just start screaming my name repeatedly <laughs> when they meet me. <laughs> Rachel and I are really into my name these days. Yeah. <laughs> we just say it all the time. Yeah. We just call oh each other and we go, Zena, 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 Like being John Malkovich. Yeah. It's always like those, the Budweiser frogs, but updated. Yeah. Updated for Zena. For Zenacod. Oh my God. Can we have a Zenacod? That is way off topic. Lars. How do people feel about the party? The oh my party? god, my favorite scene. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. What did you like? That everybody was so sweet, but there was yeah. like a good amount of like people feeling awkward and like yeah. looking at giving them strange looks yeah. and judgy looks, but then yeah. then lots of sweetness. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I love the party, and I mean, I think this is like really the part of the movie. Like this middle part of the movie is really where there's this whole kind of idea of everybody's got their shit. Yeah. Well, there's the church meeting thing yeah. where Mrs. Grinner. Yeah. Like starts kind of calling everybody out. Right. Like your nephew gave money to a UFO cult. And yeah. Your ex-wife was a kleptomaniac. And then, yeah, at the party when um, Margot is talking to that couple and they're talking about how weird Lars yeah. is. And then she asks them, so are you guys getting married? 
No, she said, I heard you're getting oh, married. Oh, I heard you're getting married. And the woman says yes, and the guy says no. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. how you have that misunderstanding. Oh, God. What, <laughs> what was their understanding? Like, what did they think? Well, that was like, everybody has their shit is like the yeah. point that Rachel but what, trying to what make. What couple is, like... disagrees about whether or not they've agreed to get married? <laughs> oh, I feel like that's not uncommon. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, I've never encountered that. Yeah, I feel like maybe having them having a conversation about like, oh, maybe, you know, we'll yeah. consider marriage or something yeah. and one partner taking that to mean like, mm. oh my God, we're engaged yeah. and the other partner oh. taking it to mean like, maybe one day we'll think about it. I yeah. don't know. Given that, then Margo is incredibly savvy like she started a week ago. She shows up at this party and she knows the perfect shiv to get this couple riled up. Well, it doesn't seem like she's, like, trying to, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it seemed, like, spiteful. Like, she seemed offended that they're being so judgmental of Lars, and then she wanted to stir things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, thought she was trying to change the topic of oh, conversation. Oh, I thought she yeah. knew, and I she was she trying was to stir trying things to, up. She's not that conniving. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I love that she's wearing a horse sweater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, of course she's a horse girl. Yeah. She's such a horse girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love the scene when uh, they're dancing with Bianca. I forget. I think it might be like the Baxter. Oh, Baxter's at the host's husband. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of like all in a little circle dancing uh-huh. together. Oh. The thing that was funny when he talks to his office mate. The office mate buys into Bianca more than anyone and is like so turned on by the idea. It's like, yeah, she's flexible. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait, does he not get the chance at all? Well, it kind of, I thought that kind of speaks to like how, like, yeah, that was his fantasy. Yeah. He's like, oh my right. God, this is awesome. Like, this guy saw that I was looking at this thing. He thought it was so cool. He decided right. to go and get one for himself. He's kind of maybe even like looking at Lars and kind of like, oh, Lars like pretends like he doesn't like porn mm. and and all this sex stuff but yeah. he's a dude just like all the rest of us right. and of course yeah. he's into it and right see he brought bianca like right. he's so into this this doll he's yeah. like putting it out there even more than anybody yeah yeah lars's delusion is like the ultimate sign of kink like, right. he's, like oh, yeah. he's so committed <laughs> yeah and he also has like that pervy like cupid pride of like i set them up oh uh-huh. yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah i see that yeah so I want to talk about the fight they get into over Bianca going to the hospital ball. Oh, yeah. And Lars oh, yeah. is mad because he's like, I shouldn't have to sign up on a sheet to spend time with my girlfriend. <laughs> How do people feel about that? You love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Emily Mortimer has so many like little lines that I love. And one of them is when she is walking away from them and she goes, they never fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were so many great little lines in that movie yeah. that I forget all of them. But yeah. That was one of them. And then when the husband comes home, he's being casual and like picking up that something's weird and he's like, Hey, what happened? And she's like, We had a big fight. Yeah. <laughs> but that's after Emily Mortimer gives the big speech to Lars and is yeah. like, All of this is for you. We do it for you, Lars. So don't Uh-oh. you dare say you don't care. Yo, yeah. There's something Goosebumps about bumps galore. It, that it, it t- there's something about that. It takes a village of just like yeah. oh, the whole town loving. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like just like all agreeing to do this thing. Yeah. Ooh. And then we see him getting flirtier with Margot. 
Oh, but we didn't even talk about when Margot introduces her boyfriend to Lars. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a strange scene. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> I and love then, it so much. So this is the part of the movie where it feels like, oh, Lars is really like able to express all these emotions that have been like repressed basically yeah. for all this time. Yeah. It, and he's like getting angry. He's getting jealous. He's right. like all the, all these different feelings are coming up. He's getting sad. And yeah. Yeah, I love when he's just like staring at yeah. uh staring well first when they do the the introduction and he's mm-hmm. just like gives that really firm handshake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like just trying to be a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then later when he's just looking angrily at Margot and yeah. goes over and decides not to say anything. Right. <laughs> and she's so cute. She's like, Yes. <laughs> she has a little sparkle in her oh, eye. Oh god. <laughs> anyway. We get the scene with the noose where his office mate has tied a noose around her bear's neck. Yeah. Pretty dark. Yep. And the new girl. He did that girl. to the new girl. Yeah, the new girl. Yeah. <laughs> that is tough. Yeah. And there, she has like a weird reaction to it. She's like, you have to take off the noose. And like, you just take off, like, take the noose off. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and cries in the break room and Lars comforts her. And it's, I think that's my favorite. Not my favorite. There's so many favorites to choose from, but I really loved Lars taking off the noose and performing CPR on the bear. And do we all know that that was improvised? I saw that that was improvised. Oh my so god. god! Really? Our yeah. sweet baby just that just came to him. He's yeah. just off the top of his domesy domesy. Yeah. Wow! 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 The script called for him to throw it in the trash and make yeah. fun of her for it. For caring about a bear, yeah. But he, no, he said, "Come on, I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> I'm gonna take the character in a different direction in this scene." Yeah, I thought it was funny that she just leaves the noose behind. I'd be like, eh, "I'd get rid of that noose. Like, oh. It's not a really great look to just leave a noose lying around in an office." Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's. It so was awesome. like a telephone wire, though, wasn't it? It's tied into a noose. Uh huh. It's not. not I'm good. just asking. I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it to me it looked like a clothesline, but it could have been a telephone. Oh, I'm line. pretty sure it's like it yeah. had a ring, little, ring, ring. It had a little plug on it. Uh, yeah, it oh, had a little plug on oh it. Oh god, it must have been a telephone wire after all. Yeah, and then yeah. we have the scene with Lars and his brother, where he asks his brother how he knew he was a man. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm noticing watching this again is I feel like for so much of my life I wasn't really that in touch with emotions. And so, like, seeing the brother, I'm like, eh, the brother does things normally. He just, mm-hmm. like, in the movie, it's a joke how little the brother wants to talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think up until I watched this, like, within the last three years, I'm like, brother seems normal to me. That's, uh-huh. that's, <laughs> that's the only you... normal guy in this whole town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think especially watching it this time, just noticing all the times how uncomfortable the brother is to to be one-on-one with Lars, we find out in this scene that he has a lot of guilt for leaving Lars behind in the house with their father who was very depressed. Mm -hmm. But what did you guys think of the how did you know you were a man scene? At first I thought he was like alluding to masturbation. Oh. And then like he... I think it goes in a different direction, but maybe... maybe oh, I, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I was just making that, that up in my head. That's when I knew I was a man, I guess. <laughs> And I love that he uses the line that Gus gives him. Oh, on the date with Margot. Yeah, on the date, you know, because a man yeah. doesn't cheat on his woman. <laughs> right. Although he was, che- like, if 
in a real relationship, like you don't just go on a date with somebody who has a crush on you. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Technically, you can well, do that. You, technically, you can. <laughs> technically, you can do that. I think they have to have more of a conversation about what it means to have an emotional affair. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It it seemed like it was this moment where it's really just right on the edge, and he's like doing something that's for him. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. But going going to the next scene with the bowling alley, I thought that was kind of a strange scene. He's bowling with Margot. It seems like it's going to be like a cute time and mm-hmm. you're expecting him to be like, oh, actually, like I'm more into Margot than I'm into Bianca. I need to end things with Bianca. But then a bunch of guys from his brother's work show up and kind of interrupt the date. And she seems to be having fun with the other guys and he seems jealous but while that's happening, it's oh, like playing happy music. I didn't think music. he was. I didn't think he was jealous. Oh, I thought he was jealous because like she's having so much fun with them. He I sucks th- at bowling, and they're all good at bowling. It seemed like he was sort of like checked out when it was merely Margot, and then he started to become pleased when the boys showed up. That's what I thought too. That what? But I, that's oh, what I thought that was, he was my excited memory to of be it. with Margot. I remember him being like, yeah, because he was like, he's like, good job. Like he was really trying to muster like, like, and she was so cool. And she was dancing after she hit. The oh, bench. that was so she cute. Was she so does that little wiggle dance. Hashtag perfect. She was. <laughs> but then the boys, but then he was, and then he was like, yeah, he was like, great job. Or like, but like really half heartedly. Yeah. I felt like he was like really realizing once they were there alone, like, oh, this actually, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this because... I kind of feel like I'm cheating. Mm. And then when the guys came, I felt like it just allowed him for some contemplation space mm. to be like, whoa, I'm really into mm. Margot and look at how she's like interacting with these these guys. She's yeah. just like so sweet and yeah. fun. Yeah. And like mm. this is basically like I read it as like him being like, wow, this is what I could have. Like mm. this is the life that I could have is oh, like interesting. going and hanging out with friends yeah. and like yeah. being, you know, uh, yeah. again, kind of like being engaged in the world and, yeah. and not just being by myself. And yeah. And same when they leave and he holds her hand. Yeah. Also like, cheating. Well. You don't you don't do that when you're in <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> If I went around starting holding hands with women outside bowling alleys, uh-huh. I don't think Allegra would be too pleased. Yeah. My- well <laughs> Michael's such a he's a, a letter of the law, a real letter. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I also in the, for me it felt like through Lars like Bianca was becoming less and less of an actual person for like mm. I didn't I didn't really yeah. see that like like I could see that Lars was sort of coming and it like this whole process of Bianca was just sort of fading and yeah. fading mm-hmm. as like whatever mm-hmm. the role that yeah. or whatever purpose she served was yeah. becoming obsolete. Yeah. Zena, what was your take on the bowling scene? Um same, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 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 and then the ending, I feel like they do a good balance of sad but funny because he comes home. The next morning, it's Lars screaming that Bianca's unconscious and won't wake up. And at that point, everyone's like, uh, what do we do with this? Yeah. And they're like, it's such a good flip with Gus and Karen where they're like, she's okay. She's she's a lot like everything's fine. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? And he's like, no, she's dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And that, that was another great little Karen line yeah. when she when she's like, call 911. <laughs> he's like, 911? I like, don't know. Why do you always expect me to know what to do? <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah. And then fortunately, yeah, ambulance drivers are very on board to <laughs> to uh, treat Bianca oh, as, as real and having this experience. And uh, she's in the hospital. They get Dagmar involved. Dagmar has to explain to them that Lars is doing this. Lars mm-hmm. is getting rid of, yeah. of Bianca. And that's probably good. Before Bianca's dead, he has this period of mourning where he's just like hanging out at his house. And then the older women from the church come over and they've brought him casserole. And he's like, am I supposed to do something? They're like, no, we we just sit when something bad happens. We just come over uh and sit. Uh Yeah, I really like Goosebumps. Goosebumps alert. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, something about... (laughs) Yeah, you just you just come over. You just gotta be. Yeah. You just gotta be with them. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I always think like when somebody's like going through something, I'm like, yeah. what is the, like, what do I? I have to be. I have to do the right things. I have to mm-hmm. say the right. right things. I have to be there in the right way. But yeah. there's something about that. No, you just you're just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do, yeah, just be present or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that and that they just like they came over. They told Gus and Karen to go to the movies. Yeah, and yeah. they're just knitting they just basically. Sit. Yeah, yeah. And it, it seems like everybody's happy with it. Lars feels comforted and mm-hmm. they're happy to comfort him. I just want to warn anybody, if anybody at this table goes through tragedy, d- please do not expect more than me being in your presence <laughs> knitting. <laughs> That's all I could give. Yeah. I also don't know how to knit, but I'll try hard yeah. for you guys. That's so sweet. Yeah. And then, and then Bianca finally dies at the lake. And yeah. so they have a big funeral. It seems like everybody in the town comes out to the funeral and then the movie ends with Margot asking Lars if he wants to go for a walk at his ex's funeral, which is like a little bit in poor taste. But she doesn't ask him; he asks her. Oh, he asks her. Oh, okay. yeah. Still a little bit, a little bit uh, quick. It's goosebumps alert! Yeah, this is ours. I'm just bragging. You know? <laughs> so it's time for the whoop ratings. And in honor of the inventor of the whoop ratings, we have adjusted the scoring, but I'm going to completely lift all caps. Oh, God. It used to be out of 10. It can be out of whatever you want. Oh, my God. Zena, do you want to go first or last? I'll go first. Okay. <gasps> Three trillion. Three trillion. Oh, Three trillion okay. was my highest rating ever. Okay. Matt, how are you feeling I'm about that? Tempted to resign. <laughs> <laughs> Zena, what earned it whoops for you? Oh my God, the whole thing. It was just so precious, so yeah. endearing, so heartfelt. The grief at the end was so real. Yeah. You know, mm. everything was just so real. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Yeah, this movie, it basically is perfect. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's my favorite. This is such a good Ryan Gosling. He's, he's got to be yeah. one of my favorites. And this is like one of the, this is like him at his peak, I think, yeah. for sure. Wow, he's so good. I Yeah, it's flawless. So I'm going to go... Three trillion uh, whoops. Whoa. If that is the top. And Rachel? Well, I would say this has about a bajillion, gajillion, to William, bazillion. Whoa, I didn't think you would go that way. Wow, to William? To William. Oh I'm confused because Madillion. that's. Matt Dillion. That's less than what Zena and I gave it. No, it's. It's that number far is more. bigger. That number is higher than three it's trillion. It's the higher. You forgot to convert to standard. I s- in metric it would be lower. I certainly simply did forget to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's how many whoops. It- and then what? What earned it whoops for you? <laughs> Awful lot of whoops. Oh my god! Right. I just love it so much. I really. There are so many details that I didn't even get to <laughs> talk about, yeah. and I just, just every. I feel like every single moment, every line is perfect yeah everything is just exactly how i want it to be yeah and 
This is a movie where basically the whole time I'm watching it, I have a big grin on my face and I have tears in my eyes. Uh-huh. Like the whole time. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. That's what it is. And it just makes me feel so hopeful and happy and sad and bittersweet yeah yeah i think it just like gives me so much appreciate it's like a movie that gives me appreciation for the entire human experience yeah of all the emotions that you could possibly (laughs) feel (laughs) as a human (laughs) and i just love it so much yeah yeah i'll give it seven Gosslillian point <gasps> whoops wait a minute whoa wow. yeah my highest score ever oh my god it is wow yeah i mean i love it's like everybody in the movie it's my favorite performance of them ever yeah, ryan yeah, yeah, gosling yeah, yeah. Yep. emily mortimer patricia clarkson i really do like the writing and just i love the way that things escalate with the town like the the way it starts with emily mortimer just like slowly treating her as a real person at dinner then addressing her in the car and then just to the point where they can't let go of her at the end yeah (laughs) and all of emily mortimer's little lines and one thing we didn't talk about i just love the little things that patricia clarkson would do to Uh feign disinterest like (laughs) she's eating a sandwich that's homemade in tupperware but she has Fast food soda. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts eating, I guess, like mac and cheese in, in Tupperware. And then like at one point she just starts like refilling her stapler to pretend yep. that she's not interested in what Lars is doing. <laughs> so uh, whoop, whoop for all those things. Yeah. yeah. So for the plug, Zena, is there anything you want people to check out or no, thank something you, you want to recommend? <laughs> even no. something you, you Please didn't... don't even try. Okay. <laughs> don't even don't, check don't, don't look for me. <laughs> you should make like plugs or recommendations is there like something you think is you you found recently that you think is cool Ooh, that's a good i like that yeah i've read some great books recently yeah uh what's what's a book what's a book i could plug um maybe narnia I can't remember any right now, but yeah. I'll have to, I'll you, have to consult the, the list uh, on my phone. One. Why don't we come back to you? Okay. Wow. Matt, what's coming up for you? Matthew, oh boy. Um, Matthew has uh, Luthier's Co-op in East Hampton, Mass, at Luthier's Co-op. Yeah. I guess the name of it isn't Luthier's Co-op. What is, I don't have a name it for is. it. It is. It's comedy. The name of my comedy show oh. is Luthier's Co-op? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I refer to it as that, but also Luthier's Co-op is exists without when i do my comedy there. i thought you were saying yeah, that yeah, you yeah. didn't think that the place was I know, called that yeah i know it's it the name Luthier's comedy showcase yeah yeah I that's what I you call, call it. it that i you do, do call, call it oh that. on the on the, on the poster yeah. oh you're right i do yeah <laughs> okay so come to luthier's comedy showcase and it is at luthier's co-op the first thursday of every month correcto and it's simply at seven yep. and it goes until it's it ends and oh golly you guys are gonna this oh you're gonna <laughs> like the next you're gonna like the next few ones that's it great and rachel what do you want to plug or recommend hmm. i'd like to recommend joe para talks with you oh yeah oh geez been that. Yeah. yeah yeah you recommended I, that to me personally. i love it so much yeah and it gives me all the same feelings as i get from lars <gasps> yeah the Real Girl. there is yeah there's definitely a connection there so i will once again plug wanderjust it's a way to find live comedy in western mass it's been on hiatus but one day very soon i'm bringing it back yes, yes, yes and xena 
do you have anything you want to plug or I'm, recommend? I'm still drawing a blank. You can find me on Goodreads, Zena <laughs> Dreyfus, and check out my reading list if okay. you like. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us online at DustyVCR.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheDustyVCR. If you want to help our podcast seem more popular, you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes by going to DustyVCR.com slash rate. You can also write us a review, and if you do, maybe we'll read your review on the next show. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.